0: Hello, my name is Joe, I work at Interfilm, and welcome to this year's Interfilm Festival. I'm really excited, genuinely excited, to be um, welcoming you to this screening of Blade Runner today because we've got very special guests with us. We've got art director Lydia Fry, who worked on the film, to tell us a bit more about what she did Morning. in production. So if you'd like to join me in welcoming Lydia. So welcome, Lydia. Um, just, just to kind of share with you, guys first of all what an art director is could you kind of give us uh, a a bit of an overview
1: sure um as an art director um i will be responsible for set design um seeing that through to a set build or prop design and make so on blade runner i did or well i oversaw all the props um designing and making of
0: excellent so what would um it's kind of really interesting to find out what in pre-production, like at the very, very first instance, you, obviously you have a meeting with the director and the, the, you know, the team, mm-hmm. what, what, what will be included in their brief? What kind of things will they be able to tell you or share about the film? Obviously we've got, having had the previous Blade Runner, Like, wh- how, what will that meeting look like?
1: Sure, sure. Well, certainly for Blade Runner, I wasn't involved in those early stages, so at the very beginning of a film, um, a director or certainly Denis, in this case, um, he will meet with a production designer who's it's his vision is everything you see in the film um and they will go through concepts um like really broad ideas of what they both think that the world should look like um yeah i mean certainly for this denis was very clear about um how he saw the world of blade runner because obviously the original blade runner is set in 2019 ours is set in 2049 so you're not making a film that looks like it's in 2049 because Blade Runner 2019 doesn't really look like the world will look in two years. So Does that make sense? So you've got to get your head around how he views this world and so that we're all on board with the same vision.
0: So kind of imagining the impossible. Indeed. Okay, we're going to be able to open up to questions to you guys as well. Yeah, we've got a question over here.
1: In the original uh, Blade Runner, Um, the the sort of mise-en-scene and the idea, I think, behind the um, world that was being created was, um, you know, very downbeat. It was quite oppressive. Uh, There was that element of kind of it always being dark, the raining all the time, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, very bleak. Does that idea still carry through to this movie? Absolutely. And um, because I think if you didn't have that, you wouldn't believe that you're in the same world. It's very much what, certainly Ridley Scott then, it's what they believe is the future. We're in a world where we've got robots, that's our workforce or replicants. Um, so visually, um, yes, you have to have that, but you've got, well, we've got um, a combination of that world and then the Wallace world, and Wallace is who creates all the replicants now in the, in this, in the future and his is very minimal very slick very clean look um and so then that compares with the world that officer k ryan gosling he operates in he's he's a replicant and he's he's poor replicants are you know bottom of the list of they're not even people um and so his world the sets you know when you're designing his home everything's a bit crappy and uh the nicest thing in his home is this this wallace um equipment that he has because of joy, his girlfriend that you'll see, and it will make sense. All of that equipment looks really slick. It looks a bit like Apple stuff, you know. It's a bit more, it's much more contemporary. And but everything else in the world he's in is 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 really yeah bleak and low end.
0: Yeah. So just in terms of that visual architecture, what like how how much was the sky the limit?
1: Um, well, Denis the director had a very clear idea of what he wanted it to look like. And when you do, when you see like longer shots um, of like huge landscapes and environments, that's all done in visual effects afterwards. So, that, so we weren't really involved in that. We knew what he wanted it to look like, um, but that it all comes from him. He had a concept artist on board early on and storyboard artists who he worked very closely with. So even in the storyboards, he's he's illustrating what it should look like. We were trying not to replicate the original film because there's sort of, A, there's no fun in that, and, and no one wants to see that, really. They want to see what, we, what the, the thought of 2049 is for that world. Visually, we're only 30 years later. If you look around us now at things that are 30 years old, you still recognise those things. Our world is not that different from it was how it was 30 years ago. So it's, it's effectively the same world, it's just more advanced. Um, we didn't want to like I, I did Star Wars the year before and we were f- on Star Wars. We were full of like, oh, let's make this little thing that you saw in the Death Star before. And let's make this little thing because it's really cool to chuck those things in for fans. But on Blade Runner, they didn't want to do that. We didn't want to chuck in exact replicas of things. I wanted to, but they didn't want to. <laughs> so um, it's 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 using the same language so certainly with props you know the props it's it's busy it's lots of little lit things it's little vcrs it's little screens and you know we were taking apart st- old 80s stereos but still using those with them things and yeah it's the language remains the, very much the same replicants are the future but i can only make like so many i had the lock and he has the key
0: for this film, did you have, beyond the original Blade Runner obviously, did you have like any inspirations for like how you want to design the props for the film?
1: Um, very much uh, it was inspiration from the original film because it's really that world. Um, the, there's a concept artist called Sid Mead and he's from like the 70s and 80s and he did lots of illustrations for the original Blade Runner, basically it's his vision is what you see. Um, and also, he also worked on Star Wars, um, and so his illustrations are just brilliant. They're brilliant inspiration um, for for all different sorts of movies. But certainly, his illustrations were great. And there was a really cool there's a really cool YouTube video where he well, in my world, it's really cool, where he's to, he's on the original set and he's talking through. He did this like futuristic parking meter thing, and he starts talking about that. But anyway, that and because it was in Budapest, our prop room was just full of like hungarian like second-hand, you know tvs vcrs radios furniture and stuff and that kind of was cool too because it's not british so it's it's not something that we're all familiar with which already made it a little bit interesting and um even the 80s vibe it was like oh this stuff's cool and it's in the so so sometimes they might need something on set on like in a week you think everything's over designed but sometimes it, that's the case oh we need something in a week and it's like a hand scanner to open a door um, and you think, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but when you go into the prop room, you see all these things, and you're like, oh yeah, this would be cool if we take the front off this and we put a bit of perspex on the back of this and have a little LED flashing here, you know, that that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> How much creative freedom did you have?
1: Day to day, I have total creative freedom, but there are some key things that other people will want a concept and have an opinion on.
0: Okay, and I just want to build on that really quickly. What kind of um Kind of research, or kind of how do you present your ideas when when it comes to sharing with the director? Do you have a, a mood board? Where do you go for these kind of visual inspirations?
1: Um, it varies. So, so you you generally we have a concept, which is a, an illustration of the overall set. But then as it comes down to props and things, um, I will either do a quick Photoshop job of what I think it should be or we concept something or um, once the filming has gotten going, you're not gonna get 10 minutes with the director unless you go find him. So we will take down photographs or um, I'll take down a physical thing we've made that we think might be nice for this thing and then we'll go and find him and show him and do a little show and tell on a table somewhere in a like, cold outdoors port cabin somewhere. <laughs>
0: It yeah, must be fun kind of pulling all those together.
1: It's really fun and it's really nice when you get good feedback from him because then you feel pleased at you. And once you get good feedback from a director, you've gained their trust and then it's, then it's kind of plain sailing from there because if, if at the beginning of a project you're doing something and that you're not doing what they thought it was going to look like, you kind of got to carry on with the job unless they want to get rid of you, which doesn't really happen. Um, but it's harder because then you you know you both know <laughs> that you're kind of on different paths um, but if you've got there there if you got got it right once then they kind of have faith in you and they'll look at a few things and be like yeah cool you know and yeah. so then mm-hmm. it's great
0: just go 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 what what are the kind of go-to key resources you probably go back to time after time on a film
1: um go to garden center going to garden centers um like plastic tanks like if you flip over a plastic tub um there's loads of detail on that stuff because they've been vac formed and it's detail that does a job but you're never going to sit around and design something like that it'd be really fiddly to make when you can go to a garden center it's three quid chop it up and, and you know stick it all over stuff so those are garden centers and plastic tanks are brilliant and um also um like ipad like for lots of our ipad things and like door entries and stuff i was always looking for like heavy duty iphone cases so you know you get the ones that are like you know if you drop them it's totally going to survive because it's got it's all this like faceted chunky casing like that's half of a design sort of done for you so it's already in setting something that looks good and works in this world and then you build that into something else you know
0: Okay, that is an amazing tip. If you're making a Star Wars homage, go <laughs> to the garden center. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's true. Uh, hi,
0: um, hey. in terms of being an art director, how did you get to where you are right now? Was there any inspiration behind it?
1: Um, it was- sort of, not fell into it, but I was always interested in art. Um, and then um, I did a degree in art history, but not, not ready to do this as a job. Um, I didn't really know they made massive films over here. Blade Runner we made in Budapest in Hungary, but but still it was a British crew. Um, And then a friend of mine got into TV and I thought that sounds like a cool job. Um, So I just worked for free for as long as I possibly could until someone offered me paid work. Um, And then it worked from there really. So I worked in TV for a few years. Um, and then I saw someone that had worked on Harry Potter, and he showed me all the technical, beautiful technical drawings they do, which, which you don't really do so much in TV, because it's, it's much quicker. Um, and I was like, wow, that's really amazing. And I, didn't, I guess it's common sense they made Harry Potter here, but I didn't really think it was an option. Um, and then I, got, I did work experience on Harry Potter and Batman and started meeting a few of those people. And then eventually I got a job as an art department assistant. So sort of running, running around the department, making teas for people, um, and then I've worked my way up from there. So um, become a junior draftsman, so that's doing technical drawings. Um, draftsman, then assistant art director, so you're well, sort of running around doing what I do now. Um, and then, yeah, now art director.
0: Okay, so I, th- I think, as you were saying, Lydia, the, the kind of standard would be work experience. Definitely. Um, uh, maybe we can flesh out exactly what work experience looks like what would kind of your because it's not jumping straight into the glamorous stuff
1: hell no (laughs) um it depends i mean work experience in the art department was a bit of a shock for me because i'd come from tv which is really fast paced and running around and you know doing making stuff look good that's actually really crappy and but it's just really really fast paced um to the the Harry Potter art department was so quiet because everyone's drawing drawing and really it's about all the design work that part so I for for a week I was just there and again I was just making teas for the people up there and I was thinking I don't think this is for me because this is really kind of quiet and a bit dull um then you start realising what the process is and oh, that's cool, these drawings are going down to the carpenters and they're making this amazing thing and the sculptors are doing this amazing thing and the painters are doing this amazing thing and then you walk down to the Great Hall and you're on Harry Potter and you're like, well this is flipping amazing and in TV I don't get to do this stuff or see this stuff. Um, And so yeah, so work experience in itself is really, it's probably gonna be really dull, but um, you're meeting great people and you're seeing great things and uh, yeah, it's all about that.